Hello and welcome to Ghosty, a horror podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined by my wife Becca. Hi, Hi Becca. <laughs> I had to brace myself. <laughs> yeah, I was worried you might forget about that. It's been a little while. I remembered right up until you did it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, last night we watched Leave the World Behind, a movie that's directed by Sam Esmail. Uh, came out 2023 very recently, and uh, it's in the FOMO genre, I think, because uh, this isn't really a much of a horror movie, I guess. It's like, I guess it would be considered by most people to be like a thriller or something. I think it's a horror movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I, we could definitely get in that because I agree with it. I'm just saying like traditionally, yeah. people might not think of it as like a horror movie. Um, even though we have a friend who described it as being very Hitchcock, and I think I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a movie that just hit that FOMO sphere very quickly. You know, I feel like these days there are these movies that come out for whatever reason. It's like everyone watches it, yeah. and then it turns into like you have to watch it <laughs> to be part of like any conversation. You know what I mean? Like yes. there's stuff like Squid Game was like that. Well, you know, uh, maybe for you, but I saw it and thought it looked interesting. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, in general, that well, was yeah. seen by so many, and it's such an oddball, like, random thing. Yeah, and now and, it's, like, a part of pop culture. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure, like, Netflix is very good at gaming that and making people feel like they have to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was just kind of random because it seemed like something out of nowhere. Um, I can kind of understand why it blew up like this yeah. after seeing it. Uh, I guess we should say, plot-wise, since we're not going to talk spoilers at first, this the easiest way to describe it without spoiling anything, because it is a movie that you can get a lot out of if you know very little, because then you're just kind of along for this ride. Mm-hmm. But it's basically, you know, family goes away to like an Airbnb or something, uh, and while they're there, for some reason, uh, cell signals, internet... GPS, all that stuff is just gone down. And you're kind of wondering what is going on throughout the whole movie. But if we're just talking in general, I can say I liked it a great deal. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? I mean, yes, I liked it, but yeah. I also didn't like it. I know, I know you've been saying that a lot, so I didn't know if you actually no. liked it as a movie. As a movie, I like it. Yes. As a concept, I hate it. <laughs> As a reflection of reality, <laughs> yeah, yes. it is. Uh, it's it's in the uh, that sphere of things that are like that feel too real. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the trailer for Civil War came out yeah. recently, and really like Alex Garland, really like A twenty four, and I just think that that trailer was so real <laughs> and yeah. like in like this scary way that was like I don't know if I can watch that right now yeah um, it's a lot especially it coming like that trailer coming out right after the movie it's a lot yeah, yeah and uh, I had a similar kind of crisis watching this because it was uh, we don't want to say too much because yeah. don't want to give it away but but it is like the horror comes from the fact that it's just the the dread and the like the reflection on like real fears. Yeah. Um, it it is something that I think as an adult is just much scarier. I don't know if if I would have really appreciated that part as a 
kid, no. you know, because you're not thinking about these things. Um, that's actually something I talked to a good friend of ours yesterday, <laughs> and one of the things we mentioned is how the way we watch movies is so different now as an adult because uh, I think of, like, the example I gave him was, like, Terrifier, mm -hmm. where that's something that when I was a teenager, if I'd seen it, I would have just been like, this is fucking sick. <laughs> like, these <laughs> effects are fucking awesome. But it's like, as an adult, there's parts that just feel so real and yeah. so scary that it, it just hits different, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what yes, I mean? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, and I think this movie would uh, land in a similar place for me. But I think um, if you can handle that <laughs> psychologically, <laughs> I do think I'd, I'd recommend it because um, it, it is great. And, and the way it handles, you know, you just don't really know what's going on as the movie's going on. And you're slowly forming a picture and, you know, don't want to say too much else. But that yeah. that ride is very interesting, even though it is very long. It's like two and a half hours. Yes. To me, it never felt slow or anything. It felt like it was, it was, why are you laughing at that? Because <laughs> like I was, I was having so much anxiety. I was oh, like yeah. counting Yeah, you just wanted to be over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we had to pause it at one point. There was like an hour left and you just went, fuck. <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, but I'd, yeah, I'd still, I'd recommend it. How do you feel? Yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah. It's really scary, though. I'd recommend it with a warning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you're not in a good headspace today, maybe wait. <laughs> yeah, a warning for your <laughs> mental well-being. But um, uh, I also was really interested that Michelle and Barack Obama were executive producers on oh, the film. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. I'd... Yeah. Okay, that's weird. I, yeah, that really intrigued me into wanting to see it, because I was like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a little... Strange. I'd actually be interested in reading up on what that means. Yeah, I've only read a couple articles about it just to like try and confirm, to make sure it's not some weird internet rumor. Yeah. Maybe it's it is. I don't rumor. know. But like, I don't know. I'm still gonna do research on the why they were yeah. involved and everything like that. It seemed like they just mm. really liked the book, so they just were like, "Hey, let's or back this." <laughs> it could be the deep state. <laughs> Look, we just started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Don't want the government after us. Listen, I don't know how much we could talk about without getting a little political <laughs> in this. So we'll just have to tread carefully. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, why don't we get into the spoilers? So, yeah, in the very beginning of the movie, one thing that I noticed that, like, immediately made a lot of sense to me, this movie definitely makes you think about how we kind of have this comfort zone in our everyday life where we just are going through this routine and there's just like normal things you're looking forward to and everything. And it's, it, it's really hard to break that, I think, for most people. I'm very guilty of that. And there, there's a part in the beginning when they go to the Airbnb or whatever, and it's when they go, or they go to the beach and the, the ship, the like tanker ship, runs up on the shore which is like so extreme and crazy like this big effect shot in this very like slow dramatic movie has a few of those um but it's the way that when they were leaving they were just like man that was pretty crazy hey is there a starbucks over there and they're just like immediately like they're, they're still in this place where something insane just happened yeah but 
it's like they're still doing their normal, like, yeah, let's get some Starbucks and then go home. And they're just, like, so casual about it. Yeah, everything. isn't that an interesting commentary? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, that, that's what I'm saying. It felt so real to me because yeah. I feel like I've been there where something, not on that level, no. that, you know, but something, like, stressful or whatever will happen. And I'll just, like, go get a milkshake from McDonald's <laughs> before going home. You know what I mean? Like, you go get some Taco Bell. Uh, yeah. It's, I'm still thinking, like, well, I need to pick up dinner before I get home, you know? <laughs> so it's, I don't know, that, that felt very uh, on the nose, oh, very yeah. real. And it, it, the movie does a great job of kind of realistically portraying, like, how things slowly unravel instead of it just being, like, immediately chaotic mm-hmm. a lot of that probably has to do with their setting because they mentioned how like you don't want to be in the city yeah you know which well, was really creepy one thing i noticed right off the bat was the daughter she was like yeah. basically warning them each time oh, something yeah. was about to happen and they ignore her well she was having her weird moments with the animals and stuff where yeah. we were like was this a dream was it what is <laughs> happening but the movie has a lot of those things too that just feel like they just make you uncomfortable because mm-hmm. the very literal story you know is that they they kind of dole out that it seems to be some kind of attack by hackers mm-hmm. that's like just completely shutting down the grid of like everything all communication and everything and there was that like throwaway part where they mention uh it created some kind of climate event in the south i guess from shutting down the power generators and stuff and that was like affecting animal migration and that felt like yes that is real and scary that like something like that can cause that kind of environmental damage but the way they it's kind of just set up so it can explain like more weird shit like animals you know (laughs) like giant crowds of deer coming up on them and flamingos landing in their (laughs) pool and stuff that that really only exists in the movie to make you uncomfortable oh yeah you know and add to the mystery and it succeeds. But it's a smart way to use, like, a kind of literal explanation for this phenomenon that just makes you go, like, what the fuck is going on, <laughs> like, as the movie's going. And um, and I did also want to mention, like, early in the movie, I thought it was fantastic the way they feed information to the audience where, like, the characters are so clueless just trying to figure out what is going on. And you'll have, like, that little moment on the radio that plays for, like, two seconds that just mentions, like, a cyber attack. You know, it's, like, little stuff like that that gets doled out, like, in these specific ways to explain it to you. Even though the characters are still, like, what is happening? Like, I don't know. Is there anything that stands out as, like, a part that really hit you watching it? Um, I think the the role of the little girl really got me a lot. Like, she, it felt like... She kept, like, saying, like, when she warned about the oil tank, she's like, hey, that ship is coming right oh, for yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, she and was the them, first to notice. Yeah, she gave them, like, a 15-minute head start, basically, to get out of there, but they're all just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, and she's the one who sees all the animals yeah. and is trying to tell people, and everyone's, like, just in their own world. Yeah. Uh, which also, very real. Like, when she was with her brother in the woods, and he's, like, dicking around on his phone while she's trying to... Tell him and about she something. she found that house. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's just like, no, we don't know. <laughs> We're going, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, that brother, that character, was such a 
slimy dickhead yes. teenager. Like, he fucking sucked so much. Yeah, he did. They really leaned into that with that character. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into all that. Yeah. And, I mean, we also can't overlook the way that race played into it. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting because the, like, Airbnb they're staying in, there is this uh, very, like, high-class wealthy guy who owns the house and comes back there with his daughter because they were in the city when things started going bad. And he's the one who first starts telling you, like, he knows something about what's happening, that it's not, like, just an accident. But they right away, like, the mom in the family, who's, like, the ultimate Karen-type <laughs> character, immediately is questioning, like, this doesn't look like your house. You know, like, little comments like he's that. He's, like, in a tuxedo, and she's in, I like, know. a really nice dress. <laughs> yeah. And there is that funny little quip we point out. As people who are not from New York, don't know anything about it. The joke still came across that mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we live in Brooklyn on such and such. And she was more like, oh, no, no, it's more like this street. Like seemingly trying to elevate like her her status mm-hmm. and their wealth. And the guy, what does the, the guy say? Because, oh, the affordable like, part yeah, of town Yeah, he's like, I think my, my daughter was looking <laughs> yeah. for a place there or something. Yeah, like that, that still comes across that like they're at different mm-hmm. levels of, of wealth. You know, the main white family is, like, maybe upper middle class, yeah, you know? At, at best. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, that guy, I it seems he's probably a millionaire or a billionaire. Yeah. By yeah. all of the descriptions. It's, it's very interesting. Like, all of that stuff just adds to, like, the tension mm-hmm. of everything, you know? Even as, like, they start coming around and, and connecting and stuff as the movie goes on. All of that just felt like it, it It was so interesting because you can really say the movie, I can see how you could kind of describe it as slow, but not as like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think the way it like, it just takes its time with everything and with the story and the characters. And I thought that was done just super well because um, it, it just kept me on the edge of my seat wondering like, what what is going on? You know, what is actually happening? And you're kind of thinking in your head about different... I think at one point I was like, is this a class war? Like, <laughs> it's just like, are they trying to say that, like, oh, the wealthy are getting too wealthy, so they shut it down so they can take them all out, you know? Like, I was starting to think, like, is that what it is? But then they also... They they don't even really explain it, you know? No, no, not exactly. They kind of left wondering with the options in your head. Yeah, and I think they are even trying to point at it being a class war because don't they he goes to like his friend's house that's wealthy and it's it seems like it was broken into or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and but then you have the the planes or the drones dropping like the leaflets with uh different language on them, like one's Korean and one's Arabic. Yeah. And, uh, Did they drop a Korean one, or someone just talked about it? They mentioned that, but yeah. I think it, you're, it's meant to imply they're yeah. dropping different ones. And that was interesting, too, because the guy mentions, he's like, why would they have Arabic writing on this? Like, who is this for? You know, it would, presumably it would have English on it if they're trying to deliver a message. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it further feel like it's just for show, you know? Yeah, that shot with the drone was so scary. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, what is that like poison gas? Like, what is happening? Yeah. It really, like, just the anticipation of, like, what is it? Like, yeah. and, you know, they, they followed through. I thought it was in- it was still really interesting, even though it was pamphlets. Yeah, it's, it's scary. And it just, it feels like something that could happen, mm. you know, which is the scariest part yeah. of all. That's the, like, adult horror 
Paul, um, right, some of the stuff like has horror. already happened, yeah. which is scary. <laughs> um, but it is, it's funny how you have all that, that dread and like, you know, so slower moments, but then they do have these random, like super high stakes action moments with like effects and stuff that feel honestly like, like they're cool, but they feel really out of place in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's between the oil tanker, which was just like overwhelming, and but like kind of in a good way. But the planes were scary. Yeah. That was scary. And and honestly, I think the one like big miss for me in this movie was the Tesla part. Did that feel weird to you? Um, yes and no. Like I I get the concept. No, like, I think I think the up. idea. Yeah, yeah, they're like they were hacking. Um, Teslas on dealerships or something and sending them to block up the highways. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's an idea that's that's interesting and kind of scary, like yes. how all of our technology can be used <laughs> against us. Yes. But it was, I don't know, it was something about the clear Tesla branding and like showing the sticker that says full self-driving and then the random action scene where they're like driving against them. I don't know, that felt like almost like an ad. Like a Tesla ad? It was ad. weird. Yeah, it just who felt the, weird. Who in their right mind after watching even <laughs> yeah. this movie would still get a Tesla? You're a psychopath. Maybe, like. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like an anti-ad that they were explicitly like taking a dig at Tesla. I mean, that... Could be too. I don't know if that's like I don't considered know. slander. I don't, also, I don't, I don't know, know enough of the Tesla universe of yeah. everything. So I don't know. That that scene just felt kind of weird, I, and I it just felt it felt weird in a way I can't like put like into in words. You know? It's just like uncomfortable. Like an ad. Like I don't know, because like, like I said, it it might be commentary against them, but I it mean, just felt like there was something. I don't know. We don't need to like. No, no, no. Because I, I agree it. with you. Yeah. Because when they're the, the Starbucks cup, I thought that was a little <laughs> yeah. weird too. It's like okay, get it's it. True. Like it was like perfectly in front of the camera. And, and they do like, specifically say Starbucks. I think that's the kind of stuff that we just can't escape from, though. No, especially on Netflix movie. I don't think more so. It could be either. Unfortunately, it could yeah. be a ad placement or it could be a statement. I know so, exactly. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. <clears throat> I don't know. It just that was the only scene that that stood out like that though. Like everything else felt um, more fitting. And uh, what else? I mean, all of it. The way that it they they even start mentioning at one point that it's just whoever it is trying to sow chaos, and that just further feeds into like, well, that could be fucking anyone. Like that could be somebody invading. Because they also mention like you know, Russia and like, oh, I heard it was the Chinese. And then he's basically like, well, there are a lot of people that hate us. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And then he said that that person he talked to said that the most cost effective way to destroy a country is to let it eat itself from the inside. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I forgot all about that part. So yeah, it, it does make you think, is it literally an outside invader or is it from the inside? Because that's the other scary thing is we've been talking lately about just how angry everybody is right yes. now and how divided. And I love how they made a comment on that too. Because yeah. like the daughter was talking, or um, I don't remember everyone's character names. The daughter was talking to the mom, Karen yeah. lady. Um, yeah. And she was just like, why are you so angry all the time? Like, what does that do for you? And it's right. like, it's such yeah. a good... Like bonded over that. Yeah, and it's not. It's true though. It's like, why are so many people so angry? Like I know there are reasons, but it's like we need to be nicer to each other. 
Yeah, but who knows? Maybe that is commentary on like, you know, there was outside influence maybe that started this downward spiral and maybe this is the plan to just make us destroy ourselves like this yeah in the movie in the movie (laughs) that's yeah maybe we could stop there because it does feel like you can go down a rabbit hole with this and that's part of why it's just so fucking scary yeah um it because it feels like what are we on this path like what is what is it saying about that i Um, don't want to think about it right now let's yeah (laughs) last thing i guess that i really wanted to point out that i can uh remember though I also really liked, there's like a, a sound attack that hits them. Oh, that was so cool and so scary. Yeah, but that, part of what like worked for me from that was that um, as the movie's going on, there's these moments where you start getting kind of relaxed and comfortable because they're like all these character moments. Yeah, like that dancing scene. It was yeah. like, oh, I get to breathe. And there's, yeah, and there's just like a not, not a lot happening because there's nothing directly happening around them. And that's when they hit you with that noise where it's it just makes you feel like, no, you are unsafe all the yes. time. Like, don't forget. Yeah. You are unsafe. And those those parts are so just full of anxiety. Yeah, of just like, very effective. Oh, man, because it's like you're just drowning in the sound no matter where you are. It's like there's nothing you could do about that. Like, it just feels very oppressive. Um, so that was cool. The, yeah. the movie has a lot of cool ideas, uh, I think, mm-hmm. overall. And uh, do you think they use that safe house at the end to escape everything? She definitely does. <laughs> She's watching all those episodes of Friends again. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just funny that that's, that's like her yeah. ultimate end after being ignored for the whole movie. She finds the safe house. Yeah, and it's gets like to a big friends. reward. <laughs> yes. She's the only one who makes it through. <laughs> only survivor. But yeah, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with this one? Um, you know, it was hard. To yeah, watch yeah. anxiety wise, but film wise, like the composition was so beautiful, you could yes. tell that somebody like took their time store storyboarding everything because like it was beautiful, and yeah. you know all the actors were phenomenal, and yeah, yeah it was oh, yeah, just, it had a great cast. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this going into it really, yeah. so all that knew, surprised me. Yeah, all I knew was about Michelle and Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah. Deep state. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's it. Beef that out. <laughs> that's it for this one. Yeah. Uh, so I guess as usual, you can uh, go to ghostbeast.com. That's got all our links. Uh, you can search for Ghost Beast Pod on most social platforms. Follow Ghost Beast on Letterbox. We're gonna have our rating for this and put it in our giant list of the best <laughs> horror movies. Um, that's it. <laughs>